social media hustling. It is back. I'm Andy Pondillo. It is March. It is 2021. It is getting sunny in some places, warm in some places, and heck, a little still cold up here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but happy to be back. Happy to be talking about some promising things in 2021 as we move closer and closer towards some normalcy and got a pretty interesting, I would say, all over the board type show for us today. We're going to have Marana Dragomir. She is with Planable, and that is a new social media calendar software, perfect for agencies, perfect for small businesses, perfect for very large businesses with a specialization and making sure that there is a strategic way that your company is approving content, editing content, collaborating with social media content. Gone are the days of us sitting in the corner typing up social media. Here are the days of big, large social media teams with a lot at stake. Just ask Burger King. So she'll be talking about uh, what this platform is, how it can help you as a business, you as an individual, whether you're a marketing manager, whether you're a social media specialist, what can Planable do for you? The head of marketing at Planable, Marana Dragomir, will be joining the show here shortly to talk about her platform that has grown quite rapidly across the social media industry. What I wanted to do with starting off today is I wanted to, you know, let's talk about something new. Let's talk about something exciting. We're talking new platforms. We've been talking about TikTok a lot. Um, the new thing on the horizon now, yes, always something new, right, is check, check, check. The new thing on the horizon, always something new, right, it is this new platform called Clubhouse. The new hype in the social media industry, Clubhouse, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you've heard it rumblings, maybe you're like, oh, hell no, not another social media platform. We don't have staffing to run the ones we have right now. Regardless of what boat you're in, the thing that I've learned in my social media experience is that, you know, I saw Instagram come around in about 2014. I'll never forget probably the biggest social media mistake I've made in my career is said that I don't know if there's room for Instagram in the current landscape. It's just pictures and comments. It doesn't have a lot going on for it. It doesn't feel like it can compete with Facebook and Twitter right now. And boy, was I wrong. It changed the entire industry. Everybody tries to be a little bit like them. Zuckerberg bought them. They absorbed all of Snapchat strategies. So when we see something new come along now, I tend to kind of watch it for a little bit and see where it goes. TikTok was the same thing. You know, that was musically. It became TikTok. It blew up. It's taken over the world. Instagram stealing all their ideas. Everybody likes video with sound again. Boy, it's been pretty cool. It's been fun. So Clubhouse comes around now. It's a it's a voice audio only platform. So think Snapchat, but think talking on the phone. You know, that's the first thing I thought. It's like, hell, you're gonna get kids to talk on the phone again. But if you make it social media and it's not on the phone and it's sending messages to each other, this thing might work. And it's growing rapidly. It's invite only right now. I've got an invitation. I've gotten in there. Uh, there's celebrities that send custom messages out. There's people sending their private messages. You could put your public audio on there. You could have your hot take and put it 
right out in the open. But what I think is going to be interesting with this play is voice is really hot right now. The Spotify's in the world, the Apple podcasts in the world, the podcast industry. Well, this is long form audio. We've seen short form audio, but in the video format, but I don't think we've ever seen podcasts and short form audio find this synergy. And that's where I see Clubhouse really coming into play. It could be a resource for you to listen to your favorite host for four or five minutes of pop while you're getting ready uh, for work. It could be your chance to catch up with celebrity news without having to type it all in to just hit it on your speaker, your Bose speaker or your Alexa or play it off your iPad and get a rapid fire news. You know, right now, very infancy stages, very beta when it comes to Clubhouse. When I think voice, I think of all the things that radio has done wrong over the last 30 years. And I think that this is where they can take some of what maybe even radio did right, but put it in the digital era. You know, I'm thinking, you know, DJs on the radio, what I used to be, kind of reformatted into these influencers now, talking about what's happening in your area, geo-targeting certain regions for many podcasts or many episodes of what events are in town today or what the weather is going to be like at the baseball game, short-form sports clips. My mind's just racing. I can't even control it because when I think voice, I think Alexa, I think podcasts, I think Surrey, I think of all these things, everybody wants to use voice and it gets people away from having to look at a device or having to sit and hit buttons. And with TikTok, we've seen where you're hitting buttons, but you're just doing this and videos are just firing off rapid fire. We've seen that the users are a lot more willing to listen to things and watch videos with sound than I think we thought they were a couple of years ago. So the timing for Clubhouse is pretty fascinating to me. And with radio, uh, basically on life support with you know TV and cable, uh, seeming like it will be on life support at some point. This avenue is a traditional medium uh, with a new wave strategy. When you start putting in the Snapchats and the quick form audio, it's basically the audio shows up, it disappears after a certain amount of time, you send it to your friends, it shows up, it disappears. But now the biggest question you ask is, how does this thing make money? So first it has to become cool. So it's probably not gonna make a lot of money right at the beginning, just like TikTok, not very adsy platform, but you know the ads are coming. So you think Clubhouse, I'm thinking two years are making this program cool, it's growing fast. You get some key celebrities, you make it very organic and make it very natural. You start getting these opportunities now for paid advertising. I'm thinking this is the new avenue, 15 second, 30 second, 60 second radio type commercials uh, to listen to some of your favorite superstars. You have to listen to the 15 second pre-roll that's targeted to you specifically on your interests in browsing history, age, demographic, all these things. You're listening to something more long form or you're swiping through your news feed. It stops you for 10 seconds to play a live spot of an event happening in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania today, in Houston, Texas today, in New York City today, wherever you're at, targeted straight towards you. Don't forget to come to the baseball game, Astros opening day, Altuve in the background right there. Buy your tickets, come to the beach. You know, we're having a 50% off 
blah, 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 family passes this week and only. I'm thinking quick form audio. I'm thinking ways that maybe can make it more natural. I'm thinking heavy influencer play here. I'm thinking the whole social media world comes into play, but now it comes in with voice and it comes in with a radio podcast technique. I don't have the full idea put together, but I am very intrigued being a former radio send-off going into the social media industry. Seeing these two come together makes me happy. I feel like, man, I got an unfair advantage right now because I can combine the two. And with anything that's new in the social media world, there is no book. You know, we don't know. You'd go out and do things. You try things. Take this opportunity. If you're in this industry or if you're a marketing manager, you're managing social media teams, you're a freelancer, just looking for some love out there to get your career going, your entry level, you're trying to get some reps. You know, there's a lot of reps you can get on Facebook and there's a lot of crowd, uh, crowded timelines, there's a lot of crowded stories on there. But if you want to go get some reps and get noticed and you're going to make a big play, get on a platform while it's upcoming. That's where you can find some success. It's where you can try things. It's where you can, not, you know, be a little bit more aggressive and trying new things as long as you're not burger king on twitter today uh but that's a story for the end of the podcast today right now though what we need to get to is our guest and that's going to be murana dragomare uh the head of marketing at planable she is offering 30 percent off if you use this platform so be sure to listen to the interview and if you want that 30 percent off hustling 30 when you sign up for planable we'll get you that 30 percent uh off your first um your first subscription. So go ahead and hop on that. And, you know, when we're talking about um, scheduling softwares, I think this is an interesting conversation because there's a lot of people um, in this industry that listen to this podcast that build up content calendars or some type of, you know, week to week content, month to month content, quarter to quarter content, whatever you do. Um, there's still a lot of Excel sheets floating around in the social media industry. There's still a lot of hand approvals. And there are so many softwares from the Hootsuites to the Heyorkas to the Sprinklers to the Sprouts. There's so many of these things in, out in the open right now that it's a tough competition. And if you're using Excel sheets, I mean, you might as well be using MySpace at this point because we have to start to evolve a little bit further. And when we talk about approvals, we're talking big brands. A social media post isn't one person just firing things off. This has to be a collaborative effort. It involves PR, it involves marketing, it involves graphic design, it involves creative, it involves copywriting, it involves strategical discussion. It involves people clicking go through a platform that's not Excel, where it gets handed from person to person to person, it becomes a hot mess. Planable solves that for you. So Murata Dragman is gonna lead us through what we're looking for in terms of how to operate this platform and how to live in this planned, strategical, scheduled social media world where it's good to stay organic and in the moment, but there's also got to be a fine balance of how you schedule, plan, and execute in social media, which never takes a rest. So next up, Barana Dragomir, head of marketing at Planable, to talk about this platform and what it can do for you. Too organic, too scheduled, finding that right medium, how are you combining your team? What is the right synergy for scheduling softwares, for collaboration softwares in the social media industry to get top tier results? 
Before we start, Hustlin 30 gets you 30% off this platform today. Register if you think it's right for your business. Those first three months, Hustlin 30 will get you 30% off. So with that, let's bring Marana in. Hi. Hi, Andy. I'm uh, super excited to be here. And uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about the, the industry. So let's start with you first. You know, definitely someone that I would say has hit some home runs in the social media industry between uh, your past, you worked for Oracle, worked for Uber, and have done some fantastic things to lead up to this point. Can, for the listeners, just briefly explain your experience, how you got here, and, you know, kind of where you're going with everything? Yeah, so uh, I started my my career in social media at Oracle. I was part of uh, so Oracle has a, a pretty big team um, of social of social media because they have so many brands and sub brands for each market that they serve and for each software that they have or packs of softwares. So that's kind of how I started my career. Um, and then my next step was to move over to Uber, um, more on the marketing side, on the um, uh, conversion campaigns, everything, um, everything marketing. Uh, and then I joined Planable as the head of marketing. Um, I joined it a lot because I resonated with the problem. Um, because again, I was part of a big social media team and I knew just how annoying it can be to work with so many people um, through <laughs> Excels and emails. Um, so I really, really liked the, the solution and why the whole mission behind what Planable represents. Um, and that's kind of what led me to um, join Planable and to stay here for almost three years now. And that's something that definitely resonates with me. I come from an agency background where there were times that we ran organic accounts. One client had uh, 25 different Facebook pages with 25 different types of posts with four different approvals. So it was just like, you know, mind boggling trying to keep these things together. And this was back in 2017, where we started seeing some of the hoot suites in the world and, you know, what not popping up, but there were better solutions for us as we started to examine them. And we actually saw a 30% decrease, or I should say increase in productivity from our team, just having more time freed up when we did a study. So definitely backing a program like this. And, you know, that kind of segues into my next question is, you know, lead us through Planable. We have the sprinklers, the hoot suites, the sprouts. There's so many of them right now. What makes Planable different and attractive for marketing teams in the 2021? Um, yeah, so I think I'll, I'll start by saying something that might sound a bit surprising. And that is that we're not direct competitors with most of these tools. Um, so for example, I think there are a lot of categories. I mean, the social media tool space is obviously very crowded. Uh, we cannot uh, hide behind that fact. Um, it's true, there are a lot of tools out there. The marketing tech industry in general is really crowded, but there are so many categories when you really look at these tools. Um, for example, Sprinkler. Sprinkle, spring. Sprinkler is kind of in its category of this all-in-one tool. Anything and everything is in there. Uh, they, but there's not one particular focus that they, uh, that they concentrate on. 
then the buffer and the hootsuit kind of category, um, they really started as tools for, for helping people because you remember this back in the day social media was all about pushing stuff out the more the better you just wanted content, to kind of content 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 whatever you found online the the links everything that's you know buffer queue was so so popular because you could just on the run you'd find some article you just push it out because you wanted to be out there and that was what won you um engagement and reach and depressions and everything um but then you know social media became less about how much you put out and more about the quality of the stuff that you put out and about brand safety. And so now I feel like a lot of the tools um, solve so many issues after the publishing. So, you know, the analytics, community management, social listening, so many things that happen outside the actual publishing, but there is this huge empty space of what happens before you go live with a post, before you publish that post. And that's a lot of work. Anyone who um, managed at least one page in their lifetime knows just how much can go and how tedious it can all be. Uh, so kind of that's what differentiates Planable because we focus on this one area and that is collaboration. Uh, and we do none of, we don't, we don't concentrate on anything after the publishing because we decided to do this one thing, but do it really, really well. Um, and so our main differentiators are kind of just how se seamless collaboration can, can be. We take out the need for any other extra tool that is not meant for social media collaboration, then that is Excel, spreadsheets, emails, calls, WhatsApp, chats, whatever other means of communication you currently have to talk about those posts. Um, and then it's everything is really visual. So the whole idea behind Planable is that it's, it's simple and it's accessible to absolutely anyone from a social media expert that lives um, and knows each platform like the back of their hands, but also for a stakeholder, a client, someone who doesn't interact that much with social media and who needs to understand how it will all look like live and in context, not imagine that a carousel is this thing compiled of many images that you have to kind of visualize. So that's, that's kind of a planable's uh, pitch, if you'd like. No, that's excellent. Especially you just mentioned carousel. I remember the early days of trying to explain what that was in an Excel sheet, and it was very difficult. And, you know, something that we see a lot with internal teams is there's so many layers to approval. And you know, this working for larger companies within the digital marketing and social sphere is a social media post for Uber is not going to be one person that just hits the button. There's going to be a lot of layers and strategy behind this. So encompassing all of these people into one platform, does it allow them to have these conversations, to click check or edit on different posts? Is that, so you're saying that's like the, the big gain is that they can do that. Is it mobile friendly? Does it, it have all of these like elements to where it speeds up the process. Because when I've pitched platforms like this before, um, I've had to pitch it for obviously extending a social media budget, but the way that I've been able to do it is speed. And that's what I would always focus on when talking to a C-level executive. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what it does. It saves time. So it saves money. I mean, we recommend sometimes to when we talk to bigger enterprises, we recommend them to track to, to audit their time a bit to understand just how much when you add it all up, because it may seem like a copy paste here and there, it's not going to do much for your company, it's fine. But when you when you add it all up, you find out that it's hours and hours of work, that's just wasted. And that's time that that's money that you spend, and you spend it on a creative person that's supposed to strategize for your company, not to copy paste posts from an Excel to a publishing tool. Um, and that's, that's just the time aspect of it, which is a bigger one. But then you also have, if you think about it, the, the brand safety aspect, because what I've found that I, and I think this is really, really interesting is that I've talked to big brands that had big PR crisis uh, that happened out of social. One post that that uh, was out and should it have been out and people were enraged and it was offensive and so many things. And I asked, how is it possible in a company that has tens of hundreds of thousands of people, how can you, how could have that post not be seen by anyone? No one thought that this could be offensive. And I think this is a question that most people ask, um, how could that happen? And I found that a lot of people told me that approval is such a um such a pain that people pass it over um you normally have the the head of social that has to give the final approval but he's he or she is very very busy and then they pass that along to the next person the next person is busy as well and so on and so forth until no one actually gets to approve a lot of posts and that's the vision of someone from the approval side of things, then uh, the the people that actually build the content are usually very confused about the green light. When is it? Is it approved? Is it not approved? I did not get it from this email or they haven't answered. Does that mean that they looked over the content and it's fine? Or does it mean that they, that I shouldn't put it out? It's time. It's, there's so many, um, there are so many moving pieces in a social media workflow that kind of this whole confusion can it always leads up to a lot of wasted time and to, of course, mistakes that can happen and that can hurt a brand. So that's kind of, that's, that's the biggest thing. I, and, and for anyone that kind of uh, wants to jump through the, the, through the step and wants to skip the processes, uh, I mean, that could be that could not be the case for your team. I don't think this is universally a, a universal truth, but I do recommend an audit. Just time, just track your time. That's it, and you'll you'll find your answer. You know, the funny thing, you know, you mentioning kind of people not wanting to check over social media. I've um, actually been a part of a brand where every single piece of creative had to go through a thorough review process except social media and it was because <laughs> there was too many posts so they said they didn't have the capacity to check the posts and you know the thing i would always say is that you know a reach on a general facebook post for them could be anywhere from 5000 to 30000 people organically yeah. so you take that risk every time you hit enter and you know something that we saw in the early days of social media which has gotten better is a lot of companies didn't provide devices for their users. So if they were tweeting on Twitter uh, mobily or Instagram mobile, 
Um, you can scroll through your users on there, obviously not using a scheduling tool. It's very easy to accidentally post for the company when you're yes. thinking you're posting as yourself. So I'm with you 100%. I've seen it happen so many different times. I think the industry is fortunately getting better, but we still have a long way to go. Uh, but with kind of scheduling, here's the dark side that I've seen before. And, you know, we're going to talk some strategy now. Some companies, uh, when current events start happening, things change. Obviously, there are, you know, are times of political unrest, COVID, et cetera. They'll bank posts that they wrote a month ago and they'll get scheduled out and it becomes very tone deaf because they scheduled it out, they forgot it was scheduled and then it goes out. How do companies in the future continue to offset that error and stay just really abreast of these things and knowing what time things will go out, when things will go out, and you know, also using Planable to kind of accomplish that and move things around. Yeah, so I think there are two, uh, two kind of points to be made here. One is, yeah, that can happen, of course, if you schedule things in advance and if you don't check them, but that could normally could easily be solved if you regularly check your tool and if you have this uh, if, if that tool gives the option to have an overview to just look over a calendar and see what is gonna uh, go out in the next month or week or whatever and if you have some power actions and most uh, a, a lot of tools do that you can simply unschedule most of your posts or all your, of your posts just by bulk selecting them um so I think that's, that's, you just, I mean, a social media person normally checks or uh, reviews their content calendar every week or so. Um, and during a worldwide pandemic, I think that was one of the first things that people thought about. Um, and, but I think there's the second point to be made here is about real time content, because that can be at risk. If you start automating everything, and if you just uh, try to go the extra mile and try to plan posts in advance for the next months or so, I think the risk could be that you lose that real-time uh, touch and that, um, that connection with whatever is happening in the world at that time. And, But I think that's not done only because of the tools, I think, or because of the automation. I think a large part of that is is also the chaotic workflow, because if you have a lot of le levels of approval and if it's not clear what you should do if you have a real-time idea, um, then people block themselves or they call someone they don't answer and they, they don't they don't think exactly about how this could work and i think you should have a general workflow for most of your content but you should have a shortcut if we want to react in real time and we have the potential to become viral and we or we have the potential to go big on this one what do we do I always recommend at least one step of approval because you don't know if it's, I don't know, if it's late at night, you drank a couple of, um, of glasses of wine, it's maybe not a good, idea, a good idea to make some impulsive decision that you wanna do real-time marketing. But one, two steps of approval that can happen really fast and you can go out with it. And, you know, real-time social media, I've, you know, we've done a few conferences on this. I've talked in webinars. It's like a whole other ball game than um, brand marketing or paid social media marketing. I think that's something that's always 
good to talk about is there's so many genres of social media marketing. They all come together and it's becoming more and more important for brand managers, for marketing managers to really understand what these differences are and where you need to intersect. And again, platforms like this, I do believe really start to bridge that um, because I've always said when the Excel comes through on an email as an attachment, there's nothing more intimidating than the Excel when you're trying to get out of work in 30 minutes. So um, I yeah. think that these are great steps are great uh, conversations to have and strategies. Uh, but even forward thinking, you know, we see social media landscape in 2021 making massive changes. Uh, TikTok has, you know, I don't know, tripled, quadrupled, quadrupled, whatever it is over the last year. We see Clubhouse popping up as a new platform that's exploding really quickly. Um, for your platform, how do you see it implementing um, those types of changes with new and exciting social media platforms and also knowing uh, they'll probably be more on the way in the coming years as well? Um, so I think, uh, I think collaboration in general is an option for us. We might, uh, we might consider, uh, building kind of the, uh, a general, uh, place where you can collaborate on your content. Um, but I do think that some of, some of the new and upcoming, uh, platforms like TikTok, like Clubhouse, at first they don't really, they, they don't get to be part of the routine of a social media person. At first, it's a lot about experiments. You push, you put a video out now, video out next week, you'll see what happens. And it takes a long time from when a, a new platform comes out until brands, get accustomed to it, find their place in it. I mean, TikTok, I think, has been um, has been growing in popularity for a while now. And brands are on there, but they're not yet. They haven't found, found their place. Where do they fit in people's uh, behavior on TikTok? What can they bring to that platform that people will respond to? And that takes a while to find. Um, and... Until, I mean, it's not yet certain that TikTok will work for brands, for most brands. So I think, you know, we start considering implementing a platform when it becomes, when it starts becoming a, a part of the brand's routine. For now, honestly, we haven't received uh, a lot of um, requests from, from brands that, that use Planable for TikTok. It's been mostly, um, for, for now, they're still, they're still trying it out. No, that's fair. And it's a long build. You know, we remember Instagram and, you know, a lot of people don't remember Instagram started 2012. <laughs> you know, like brands didn't, in my opinion, really use us at a high level to almost 2018. So yeah. it's a long and drawn out build. So I definitely agree with that. Um, just kind of the quick finisher right here, just to you know, circle back on your career, you know, establishing yourself at uh, Oracle and Uber and now being head of marketing. You know, if there's any words for someone younger that's in this social media landscape and are looking to climb that ladder and, you know, get to where you are, what would be your words of advice on how to navigate this very crowded industry? And, you know, one that's extremely competitive. Um, I think what I recommend people is to to think beyond their piece of the pie. I think that's one of the things that really uh, differentiates between professionals. Um, 
don't try to try to escape that one thing that you're connected to try to escape even you though you work in social media try to escape the likes the engagements the posts uh, every now and then try to get out of that bubble and think above that how does this help the company the brand how does this um brings money in the bank uh, these are questions that that you should answer in order to kind of start to start connecting bigger dots, um, starting to think about bigger strategies and finding ways to really help the company through whatever it is you're doing. If it's social media, if it's paid advertising, so many, regardless of the, of the niche that you're in. Couldn't have said it any better. ROI over <laughs> everything. That's the way we move social media forward. That was... Maruna Dragamore, uh, Hustlin30, head of marketing for Planable. Be sure to, if it's a platform you're looking for, use that code Hustlin30 and get 30% off starting on this platform and seeing how it can raise the bar for your business. Uh, Marana, thank you so much for joining us. And I'll definitely be um, looking forward to seeing the growth of Planable here in the near future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's Marana Dragomir of Planable, head of marketing. It was great to have her. And, you know, I remember the first time we used one of these softwares. I started out with Hootsuite, as a lot of people did, before we kind of moved on to some more advanced technologies um, in the industry. And it was kind of mind-boggling. I mean, heck, I could date myself even further before we could even schedule a post on Facebook as a page. Like, everything was organic. Everything was live. If you wanted to make a brand statement... You know, and you wanted to make it at 5 a.m., you're waking up at 5 a.m. to post it. And we've just come a long way. You know, content creation, sometimes I think we lose ourselves in social media. We talk so much about paid now. We talk about big budgets, big videos, big ideas. But, you know, that day-to-day -day content creation, that still is involved so much in the paid side and so much of what we do as a whole in social media that it's something you just... You can't overlook because content is king, your writing is king, the way you collab, um, it can make a huge difference. So with that, I want to go ahead and wrap up this podcast with what I'm burning on today. And that is freaking Burger King UK. Like, I don't, I don't even have this on my agenda today. I was going to talk about something completely different. I was going to clubhouse you guys to death for the whole podcast, but we got to address this. Like, you know, podcast... <laughs> Well, what is going on, Burger King? Like, well, what are you trying to do? Um, you know, so it's International Women's Day, great day in social media, so many inspiring stories out there. And you look all over your feed. It's one of my favorite days in all of social media because we sometimes, you know, see a lot of noise. Actually, a lot of times we see a lot of noise on social media, but International Women's Day is a time where we can really talk about a lot of the great strides uh, that we've made across the United States and across the world towards women's rights, towards you know honoring um, our girlfriends, our moms, our significant others, whoever it may be um, as a man, that we have that chance to honor them, but also look at some of the great women across the world that are doing amazing things and to be able to share that from a personal level, from a business standpoint, to honor your employees 
and stand up for what's right and talk about how you're trying to, you know, help influence cause to continue to raise awareness for some of the discrepancies we see um, that women still have to face every day. I think social media is an excellent outlet for this. And there's so many brands that are doing it right. And there seems to be on these days, there's always one brand that just doesn't do it. That just, they, they don't do anything right. Like it's a, this should be a slam dunk. At this point, these types of days should be a slam dunk for a company. If they aren't, you got to rethink what the hell you're doing on social media. And Burger King's got to be up there. They got to rethink what's going on. So um, their tweet, basically, um, I'll give you the long story short. Um, Burger King UK tweets out, um, more women should be in the kitchen. I believe it was, is what they tweeted out. And then as soon as they're done tweeting, um, they follow up with a tweet after it, reply themselves saying, uh, that is because there's only 20% of women who are chefs and we want to help um, this industry, blah, 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 blah. Face the whole purpose. So you're, you're, you're trying to create a women's movement by replying to your own tweet, but you put the shock value out as the main tweet because that's what people are going to see, retweet, quote, retweet, reply. That's all they're going to see unless they go digging. But once they go digging in those tweets, you're talking about 10% or less engagement. I believe the number I saw was it was 590%, um, 10% was under number. It was like 590% higher engagement than their normal posts. So people, that's all they're going to see. You know, they're going to retweet it. They don't retweet what you replied to, to say, you know, we're trying to get more women involved in being chefs, follow this cause. You used a shock factor. You used something uh, basically derogatory you know so, well the whole day is to get above this type of content not talk about it and go back towards it so man burger king like i i you know for for my hope i hope that this was someone that didn't re- kind of went rogue and did this i really hope that the brand itself didn't think this was the best approach to international women's day i mean I can think of so many ways to celebrate this off the top of my head. You could donate to a charity. You could announce on social media that proceeds help XX and X. You could honor your women's executives, you know, women that do things for Burger King every day in the UK to make your company great, especially during these hard COVID times. You could partner with um, influencers, brand ambassadors, athletes, women who are leading in your industry and utilize a collaboration between their feeds with yours to do something productive. You could retweet, you know, women who are using user-generated content with Burger King. And for every retweet that you do, that could raise a dollar for XX and X. It could raise awareness by using a branded hashtag for an organization by XX and X with user-generated content. That's what you got? Come on, man. Like, shock value. There's time. You know, I'm not against doing a good social media stunt, but it should never offend people is the first thing. It should never be um, discriminatory towards uh, gender, race, um, anything. It, it just, it's not cool. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand Burger King. We've been through this rodeo so many times on social media with brands that blow themselves up in one tweet. 
I mean, you know, Burger King will issue their apology. They're going to take a big PR hit. They'll probably, you know, move on as business as usual at some point. And, you know, people forget it and say it was one tweet. But still, you know, it's just not, it's just not a good look. You know, we got to, we got to be better than that on social media. But that's all I got for today. Again, uh, big thank you to Marana Drachmere for coming on the program, uh, talking about Planable, head of marketing, laying it down, what this platform could do for you, how that can save efficiencies, and what you need to do when you're talking about organic versus scheduled content, how to mix and match to both of those. Again, Hustlin 30. 30% off your first three months. If you decide to go with Planable, use that as your sign-up code. Till next time, social media world, keep on rocking. We're almost vaccinated. We're almost up into summer 2021. We'll have some fun, catch some ball games, go out on the beach, ride some roller coasters, have a drink or two, whatever it is you do. We're almost there. So keep it positive, keep it cool. And as always, it's always been great talking to the social media marketing world. Andy Pondo, Social Media Hustling. Till next time.